0: Industrial Industries World Radio. Well, hey, 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 what's up? What's up? Welcome to this very special bonus edition of Industrial Industries World Radio. I'm your host, DJ Glowing Ice, and today we're talking about something that is near and dear to my heart, and it is collecting stuff collecting shit whatever i feel like is uh fun to hunt down you know sometimes having a complete collection isn't as fun as the hunt the thrill of going out to a store or going to a swap meet or wherever and finding that one thing that you needed just within a pile of rubble of garbage that's what i enjoyed as a kid and i still do to this day the current thing that I'm collecting now is uh, Pepsi cans and all different kinds of flavors from all over the world. I have a lot that I never thought was ever possible to collect, but oh my God. <laughs> In a future episode, I'm going to go over every single flavor of Pepsi that has ever been released, and it's going to be uh, just prepare to be your, uh, have your mind blown. Anyways, this episode is all about collecting and how I got into collecting, why I think it's fun, and maybe some advice, or if you're listening and you're thinking, maybe I should start a collection of something, just uh, go by my experience, my journey as a collector and be like, oh, that's something neat. Like, the reason why I got into collecting Pepsi was I remember as a kid drinking Crystal Pepsi, and then one random night, I'm like, oh... Let me look that up on eBay. Maybe there's a bottle of Crystal Pepsi somewhere. And I wound up finding some and getting some. And so it sat there and sat there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I remember Pepsi Blue. Is there a bottle of Pepsi Blue there? Oh, there's a bottle of Pepsi Blue from 2002. Let me buy that. And this is before the re-release that came this year in 2021. But it snowballed into that. I had the two uh, discontinued flavors, I'm like, what else is out there? And it's like, well, I got two, I might as well get it all. (laughs) I think my Pepsi can collection or bottle collection will always be incomplete, but I still love it and I still try. I love collecting. This clip, it's not really a clip, it's like a whole segment, a whole show, is from the early days of this podcast where i put episodes up exclusively on YouTube before I even figured out how to put things up on a host site and do all the fancy schmancy stuff now. It's just like, oh, I'll just put a card in front of it and throw it up on YouTube and it'll get three likes and 19 listens. So when you hear the quality of this drop a little bit, just remember this is from 2018 when I was first, uh, I had the training wheels on podcast wise. Anyways, without further ado, here is my journey of collecting stuff. Welcome everyone to the body of the show. We're going to talk all about collecting and why I got into collecting and how fun it can be. Um, if, uh, you haven't collected anything. It almost come becomes like an addiction. And uh, you kind of do some crazy shit uh, when you get co- addicted, addicted to collecting things. And uh, my um, addiction, I guess, was all spawned from my dad when he collected baseball cards. And uh, when I was a kid, maybe four or five, six years old... My dad would always say, come on, we're going to the Old Man's. And the Old Man's to me was always this little shop that was called the collector's corner in this little strip mall, this plaza area. And we would go in there and it was just this old man who had this collector shop, hobby shop, had baseball cards more than anything. But he also had a few little things off to the side. I was never into um collecting baseball cards myself. that's co- kind of more like my dad's generation, but I did like some of the oddity things about baseball cards, like Cardo, this football player with gashes in him and he's all bloody, and I was like, Oh, that's cool, you know, but I was never into you know completing a series or anything like that but um i would go along with my dad and just look at things and he always this the old man at this collector's shop always had all these like toys here and there vintage toys and at the very front of the store when you walk into the right there was this glass case and i'd look down so we're we're talking about this is maybe early 90s mid 90s and this was before star wars like kind of regenerated with episode 1 and everything uh, this old man had all these old Star Wars figures that were like loose out of the package and they're just like in these little Ziploc baggies just on display and you know my dad would just spend an hour or whatever uh, looking through cards or whatever. I just stand and squat down and look at the glass case and look inside and Look at all the Star Wars toys and everything. And I didn't even know where what they were. Like What if they came from a movie or what. I just know all the characters looked really cool. And for my birthday, uh, Darth Vader, I remember he was like eight bucks or something. And for my birthday, I got Darth Vader, the loose thing. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And uh, none of them came. Like if you look at the old 1970s, 1980s, the vintage um star wars figures they had these plastic they had these hollowed out arms and they had these plastic like colored rods that would signify their uh lightsaber and this little tab by their uh elbow you would push that up and it would make the lightsaber come out of their arm like looking like they're holding a lightsaber but all those are missing a lot of the times when you come across, like, loose, vintage uh, Star Wars figures. So, you know, it's it's very rare you come across that actually have them still intact because they always fall that, fell out or some kid would always pull them out and mess with it. And so what I always did to replace that was I just take a toothpick and just kind of color with a marker, you know, blue or red, and put that in the hollowed arm. And it fit just fine, you know. So I just always had makeshift uh lightsabers and so that like kind of sparked my interest i never seen star wars before obviously you know i didn't know what it was i just know they looked cool and i still after that i just played with toys you know like a regular kid before i got really weird and um time passed and i got this I, i forgot what i even got for christmas one year from my grandma And I just didn't want it. And I returned it to Toys R Us. Now, this was 95... I want to say 96. I think it was 95. And this was when Star Wars was kind of getting big again. So, let me tell you. Okay. Star Wars um, Episode One. I think... It was released in, like, 1999. It was put out. And before then... The it was like the machine the star wars merchandise machine was revving up around 95 96 uh releasing all these new star wars figures and no one's r- knowing why you know unless you're really in and you knew episode one was coming out and it was just like oh there's new star wars figures on the racks so when i went to toys r us and i returned this thing that i didn't want i had 30 dollars in spending cash and so i'm walking by and it's like star wars toys yeah, i remember the old ones but these are kind of cool And it was like the first issue of this new line, the Power of the Force 2, that's what they call it. I was like, yeah, I could probably start collecting them now, and then I won't have to go back and, you know, really catch up. You know, I could start it now. And so I bought five action figures, and uh, I think it was Obi-Wan, R2-D2, C-3PO. Mm, What else did I get? I didn't get Han Solo or his Stormtrooper uh i got darth vader and who else was in it lando calrissian i think yeah so i got those and i was like yeah okay it's pretty neat and i was thinking about opening them but for some reason some weird reason i was like you know what i want to keep these in the package i'm getting older now i'm a big boy uh you know i'm almost 10 years old and when I was at that collector's corner with my dad, the old man's, as he called it, uh, he did have like action figures in the package, but up behind the shelf behind him and everything. And I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Just to have it up on a shelf. You know, that kind of started me collecting uh, action figures. And it just kind of blossomed, blossomed into <laughs> into what I, uh, you know, still kind of do to this day. From then on. Like, we go to Walmart or we, you know, go to any store. All right, Mom, Dad, I'm going to be in the toys. Go to the toys. Look through all the racks. Start looking for the ones that I don't, don't have. Get the ones that I don't have that are common. And it's like, oh, I still can't find the Princess Leia, you know. Damn it. And then just keep searching. And I know I got Princess Leia. It was at this uh, card show. My dad went to this baseball card show, too. They also had a few vendors that like had action figures, and I saw Princess Leia in there for ten bucks, I think it was, or twelve, I can't remember. Dad got it for me. It was around my birthday, and he was like, "Okay, well, this is like an early birthday present." I was like, "Yes! Oh my God! I got Princess Leia! I got the full ten now! You know, I got Han Solo also for my birthday." and uh so i got that and then you know the next year rolls around or like it's mid 1996 jawas are released and panda baba and uh rees rees came out a little later actually the, the whole universe of Star Wars characters started being made into figures, updated from the old vintage ones, and, you know, it's like, I had to get them all, you know? And it, the, the weird thing was, is I wasn't even a big fan of Star Wars, really. I, I just liked the characters and collecting, and i don't know it just became a habit to me like a like an addiction you know it was a healthy addiction that's what kept me busy as a teenager quite a bit was collecting things the hunt you know it, it's it was it's fun to do that go out look for this look into the stores and uh try to find the one because they made it difficult too for a lot of things like i remember one time when i was 12 or so they released uh this new line of uh, power of the force with the Comtech chip readers. You'd put it up to a chip reader and it would say like three different sayings and you'd have to buy that separately too. There was only one per case of this figure, which was the R2-D2 with holographic Leia. And for some weird reason, I was at Toys R Us and they happened to have like eight cases unopened yet Just laying right there by the racks, not and I was just like, "Oh my god, I know what's in these cases." So I I borrowed my mom's keys and I started slicing open all the boxes and finding the one R two D two and taking them all out. And I got I was getting to the last one and this older guy, this guy that's like probably my age now, he's he's like thirty something, the beard, the goatee. He noticed what I was doing, and by the time I got to the before I got touched my hands on the, th- the last case he grabbed it and slided it over and he cut it up i was like you fucking bastard you know you bitch i was a little kid you're gonna steal a little kid's toy <laughs> uh, me getting into collecting also got me into the deep nasty bo ridden underworld of toy shows and fully grown men collecting and uh you know, sometimes you just couldn't find a toy out in the wild, you know, on the store shelves. And there'd be a lot of these older men called scalpers. So you got to beware. that's that's the actual name the called scalpers. Well, you know, like a kid like me, you know, a trip to Walmart was every so often. So you just, you know, went when you could. But these scalpers would be like waiting You know, when's the new shipment? They had it down. The new shipment's coming in Wednesday. At 8 o'clock, that's when they start coming in. So you just wait, and they wait. And then they they pick through all the hard-to-find action figures, buy them all, and then they sell them on eBay, or they, you know, take them to these toy shows and sell them at a higher price. These guys are just fat losers, smell like B.O., just the scum of the earth, you know. And they just never leave anything for a kid like me at the time to come, you know, and pick it up. Like I'm the age now, like the scalpers were back when I was a kid, and I'm not hawking, you know. For uh, you know, growing up as a kid seeing them, I was like, oh my god. And the the weird thing is, is these guys like have wives, they have families, and this is what you're doing. Like that, you're you're kind of a loser, dude. Being like 13, 14. Going to toy shows and rubbing shoulders with these guys, I guess, in the most least way possible. You know, that's the only way you could get some of these toys that would complete your collection. And so you do that. I just remember. This was around like the internet age finally started to come to and we got a home computer and there's like a whole bunch of different message boards and everything you could get on and uh, find you know in the in wherever area you're at you know hey there's uh, there's some cool guys you know they'll say, hey there's a um, you know expanded universe Princess Leia there's two left here at this target or whatever. And sometimes, you know, you would talk to a guy and be like, hey, do you have this uh this, you know, this figure? Yeah. Do you have this figure? And I'll be like, yeah, you know, meet up, trade. But uh, I only traded a couple times. And just this one trade I had with this guy, I, I, I should have, you know, known better, but the 300th. Star Wars action figure was made and it had this like bigger deluxe packaging and it was of Boba Fett and he's like you know standing aiming with his gun and it's like I never seen it around in any store and this guy said I have a 300th edition uh, Boba Fett is anybody you know willing to trade and so my dumb ass was like I don't have that one here's all these extra figures that are worth a whole lot more but I didn't know at the time. I thought this was a rare thing. You know, I had all these extra figures that were somewhat harder to find. Um, I had duplicates of them. And so he's like, oh, okay, we can meet up somewhere. And so my mom and dad drove me and my brother up, you know, to this place, the meeting place. And I got out and he got out and it was just this big, fat, balding guy with glasses and a goatee. And, I'm like, all right, well, here you go. Here's your three action figures for the 300th Boba Fett. And uh, he's like, Oh yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. I just remember him saying, ah, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. <sighs> yeah, I just don't like dealing with those kinds of people. So collecting was a huge part of my life in my teenage years. Uh, made things exciting. My dad in my room like my collection was getting pretty damn huge like I I got to the point where I have collected every single power of the force 2 star wars figure line then I got the expanded universe line which is about eight figures and the expanded universe line is pretty cool because you could take you know the packaging itself like the back card of it can fold out into a whole diorama it's, and it's like it's its own little playset The packaging turns into a little playset Made of cardboard of course But yeah, that was pretty cool And Expanded Universe figures like Were basically non-existent In the store shelves uh, Toys R Us had three of them At one point You know, It was the most common ones And I picked those up right away But the rest of them I acquired through toy shows And everything else And I finally got the last one to complete my collection Like a couple years ago and expanded universe started in '98, I think '99. So yeah, that, that lets you know they're pretty—they're pretty hard to come by more than the standard. Years pass, and I have all these uh, action figures. Like my collection was getting big, and my dad made these shelves going all across my room. And I had—you—if you went into my room, you would think I was the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, which was not very you know true i just like collecting so it made me you know it just happened to be star wars figures i enjoyed collecting you know i had my whole room covered in star wars figures like it was just crazy how much i had i still do they're all just put away in rubbermaid bins now but with collecting star wars it got me into collecting a lot of other things like i would get other action figures from different toy lines for Christmas some might open you know I wasn't completely weird why I didn't open anything I would play with some action figures as a kid still but it was just like Star Wars was more not that's my collecting thing I won't I'll play with everything else though and like I said I have a lot of like Hot Wheels that are kind of hard to find that I collected that are still in the package and uh, some Batman toys and now as an adult I look at a lot of the toys that I opened when I was like five, six, you know, when I, as a kid. And I, I want to go back and collect them all and like in the package. So I'm always on eBay looking for a good deal and, <laughs> and like trying to find like a Leonardo Ninja Turtle still in the package. And, you know, they go for if it's a good deal, it's going to be like 40 bucks in the package and they could go all the way up to 100 bucks in The package, if it, the package is like in you know mint condition, yeah, so that's where I'm at now. I don't collect Star Wars anymore, I just collect the era and pick up a few here and there that I think still look cool, unless like I see them clear and stout and they're like practically selling them off for like 50 cents a piece, which I did come across at Sears or Macy's the other day, which is kind of crazy. I was like You know, I pay six bucks and I'll have a shitload of these new action figures. That's cool, whatever. So, but, like, I'm not out. I'm not a big avid collector because there's so much now. Like, the market is so oversaturated with, like, different lines. You got the Black Series. You got the Platinum Series, you know, of Star Wars. You got the new movies coming out every fucking year now with the different, you know, I ain't got time or money for that. And plus, they're a lot more expensive than they were back in the 90s. Like, they're charging upwards of $8.99 an action figure as opposed to they're, like, 4 bucks. Back then, 450, and uh, yeah, I just don't have the money or the time or effort, and you know, it just doesn't interest me anymore to collect the new shit. So, um, but th- I still collect things. I just go back and collect a lot of things from my childhood, and just to look at, display. It's always neat to have the shit that you had when you were a kid. I just like keeping the packaging intact too, because it's an art with itself, because you open up the packaging just throw that away, then you just have this toy and then it just collects in the box with all these other toys, but like having them, you know, it takes somebody, there's somebody behind the packaging that had to look at it, design it, and you kind of start appreciating that kind of stuff, and the old Ghostbusters toys I had looking at the packaging, that was like one of the most vivid memories I had when I was younger, looking at that purple cardboard packaging with the figure inside and just seeing that big Ghostbusters emblem off to the left-hand corner. You know, they're, they're, it's that kind of shit that I enjoy, and that's the reason why I like to keep things in the package because it just it reminds me. It's its like a nostalgic thing. Also, I, I, I like to collect the things that I didn't get as a kid. If I had my own money, I would have bought it all as a kid, but, you know, you got to pick and choose your battles when it comes to asking your parents for certain things and that's always fun but it's not fun when uh, you go on eBay and there's only one and the motherfucker's charging too much for it and you're just like I'll wait and keep checking one day it'll pop up someone else is selling something the same thing for cheaper so that is collecting I'd love to go in deeper with the Star Wars line but um, this episode was just all about how I got into collecting, and I've basically been collecting my whole life, and it's, it's always fun. It's a nice addiction to go out and hunt, and the excitement of finding something that you've been looking for forever in the wild on the store shelves is... It's a good rush. It's a big, huge endorphin rush. It kind of sucks if you don't have any money and you come across it. And then you got to have some kind of tactic where you take it out of the toy section and you put it behind something boring like a stack of uh, pillows or something <laughs> behind the rack or something. And then come back with money and hopefully it's still there or not smashed. And yeah. Well, that's it for this bonus edition of Industrial Industries World Radio. Hopefully, maybe struck a nerve with you. Maybe you want to start collecting stuff now. But uh, my advice to anybody wanting to get into collecting anything is this. Start where whatever you decide to collect... There's only like five or six things in the entire set and then you could have a complete thing and then you can move on to the next thing. Don't get anything daunting like you're going to start collecting every single piece of M&M's memorabilia or something like that. Any kind of merchandise, any kind of brand, there are people out there that collect it. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to re- subscribe, review, do whatever. We got a, a YouTube channel, Industrial Industries World Radio. Search that on YouTube. It's all cool. I do all kinds. of I show stuff from my collection on there if you want to blah, blah, blah. I am your host, DJ Glowing Ice. I will see you very soon for episode 64 of Industrial Industries World Radio. And until then... Make sure you stay cool, be safe, and uh, I don't know. All right, guys, peace out. See, if you want to make this lady happy, why don't you subscribe to Industrial Industries World Radio right right, right now? I promise it'll make you even happier. Industrial Industries World Radio.